So, uh, what are you drinking? It's a Pilsner Urquell. I feel like it's spelled like Urkel from the TV show, but it does it's not. look like Urkel from the TV show. Brewed in Pilsner, Czech. It says the like original Pilsner. Czech Republic. I'm gonna guess so. Wow. Well, folks, this isn't a beer commercial. It's the Catch, your favorite Catholic podcast. I got John and David here today, and we are missing Michael. I was gonna say, John, where's Michael? Michael decided to ditch us today because of reasons. I actually don't know why he's doing here. I feel like work. Work, traffic, jobs. I think he's not used to the traffic. Hot take. I think he's just a little salty that everything takes a really long time in Chicago. You know what? All of his texts did mention traffic at some point. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, get over it, dude. I drive an hour and a half to get to most places. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I was thinking when after um, Christina and I saw you, there was terrible traffic on the way back. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about, I forgot how it even came up, how I was like, oh, I could never live in like Los Angeles or California <laughs> That'd be because horrible. of the traffic. Yeah. I say as I'm in traffic for about an hour and I was like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like kind of like a dummy though. Our traffic <laughs> has a different quality to it though, I think. Like LA traffic is like bumper yeah. to bumper. You don't move. It's, it's or hot. so I hear. It's hot and disgusting. LA people are weird. I don't know. I just think our Sorry if we have any LA people. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, we love Michael. We're sad he's not here. But mm-hmm. He'll be back later at some point. We'll, we'll do another round of this this week, I think. I don't know. Maybe. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, because, I mean, we have school starting up pretty soon. Hey, but when do you start? Okay, so first day of school, August 19th. And but I have, like... Thursday? Thursday. It's a Thursday. Why is it a Thursday? They, like, our district likes starting and just had a couple days. Normally, it's on a Wednesday. Yeah. Did you do this as a kid? Yeah, we started on a Wednesday normally. I never liked that. I was like, why are you starting me off, like, teasing me with school? And then it's like, oh, now it's a weekend, and you gotta go. And you have to have a Monday. See, but I kind of liked it, though. It's kind of like, it's like a, it's like an appetizer. Like, they give you just, like, a little bit of school. (laughs) But I don't think I'd be able to start off and do five full days. Because the first two days of school are a wash anyway. This is true. And then the first day you get to enjoy it being a Friday. Unless you're in weekend in seminary when it's not a wash. It's like, hey, welcome to seminary. Here's 60 pages to read. Let's go. And, oh, you didn't read the 60 pages that were due today? That's awkward. Oh, no. Like, ha, 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 where am I? <laughs> I always, <laughs> for like my junior and senior year, all of our classes in college, they all, they were like three hour classes. Mm. So it stopped with like these syllable, like whatever classes, like syllable, the syllabus classes where they're like, we're just going to go over the syllabus, but like. And then the next two and a half hours, we actually have to do class, which I always thought was bogus. That is, but, yeah, that is bogus. I hate that. Yeah, first day of class, yeah, I, I miss those. But I have to do like a bunch of training and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I have two days of training the next two days, and then next week we start training. I have to be like in schools and whatnot. So. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like a slow build up. Is training every day? No, so I have like two days this week, two to three days next week, and then the week after I have to be in school, like all the, all okay, those days to like get things set up, get my yeah. classroom. I don't really know what they require. I'm not a very artsy person, so I feel like this is a piece of construction paper. <laughs> I always like have to shame. <laughs> I always like shame myself because like especially the majority of teachers are like these girls who are like super artsy and like I got this from my classroom I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and she's like I got a personalized stamp that said like from Miss So-and-so's library and I was like that's incredible it was super cute by the way but I was like I was like I have wait is it like a clamping thing? 
Is it like? No, I think it's just like a regular stamp. Oh. Like I think she got it on Etsy. Okay, because Monica okay. got me something like that where it's like you like crimp the page in your book and it then says like from so and so or property of so and so's library. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I think it's like, just like a regular stamp. She just did that way. Oh, okay. But I'm like, I'm like, also I good. know at least what the minimum I know is I'm gonna have a Spider-Man bobblehead on my desk. Nice. The good thing is I'm splitting my room with two other teachers, oh. and we don't actually we're not actually having class in my room. Like I'll pull students, oh, but it's me okay. and two other special okay. ed teachers, so there's not actually going to be like math class in this room, like which is kind of nice. Which I feel like it's a lot less pressure to decorate. That's true. Yeah. Where yeah. Do, you, do you pull them into like like a broom cupboard closet classroom, or is it like a nice? It'll just classroom? be it's just like a regular classroom, uh-huh. and I'll have one corner with the desk. Two other corners will be two other teachers. And we'll have tables and chairs and stuff like yeah. that. So I'll be able to kind of like pull them and whatnot, okay. I believe. Nice. I yeah. like that. How about, I, how about I, you? When do you start? I start, uh, I, so I have to be back at the seminary on the 22nd. Okay. Um, and then we have a week-long silent retreat to start okay. off the semester, which is like the perfect thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because to start on a Wednesday. you get there and then it's sort of like, oh boy, like I got I to gotta be back in the mode of seminary. But you don't have to yet because you... Like, just take it easy. Come into retreat, like, enter back in a little bit, and mm-hmm. then uh, we end on uh, Friday afternoon, and then, so Sunday to Friday afternoon, and then Saturday is a work day where we do some project around the seminary. Like, last year we were grinding uh, grout out of the bridges, which they never replaced. So, when those bridges fall, <laughs> it's a little sketchy, awkward. yeah. Um, Someone tell Scurry. And then, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> We finish that, we have the work day, and then Sunday is the Deacon Games, where they come up with a bunch of games for all the seminarians to play. It's a big, like, kind of cookout, and let's Columbus come and cook a bunch of pork shoulder and all this good stuff. Oh, we have nice. a big barbecue, there's some introductions of the classes to uh, new people, deacons make some comments, um, rector makes fun of us, so, yeah, it's a good, it's a good time, then we start the next day. Yeah, so, do the first years have to do the silent treat, too? Oh, Yeah. I feel like that would like get in my head. But it's a cop out. They totally cop out. I was really ticked off because I've done silent retreats before. Yeah. Um, and most guys haven't. So you're kind of like, mm-hmm. you're, I was on a different place. Um, but yeah, they do it. But the guy, the priest who's in charge of the pre theologian ones, has them meet every night okay. for uh, like, I think it's like an hour, um, maybe two. Uh, and they watch Jesus of Nazareth, which is like, the Chosen before The Chosen was a thing. Yep, I've seen... Okay, you've seen it? I think almost the whole thing. Yeah. If not the whole thing. I, I was very little. I don't like it. I mean, because I've seen The Chosen, was like, oh, you can do this well. This yeah. is not done well. I was like eight when I saw Jesus. Oh, okay, so. yeah. As a grown adult human being, I was like, nah, not, not having that. What are the odds that they switched to The Chosen? I would... Okay, so I don't know that he's watched The Chosen yet. This priest okay. is kind of a little... He's not old. He's in his 50s. Um... But he like has an emotional connection to Jesus uh, of Nazareth, so when that happens, you're kind of like, "This isn't gonna, not mm-hmm. gonna happen." Have you watched season two of The Chosen? I have not. Okay, I just finished it yesterday. Okay, I binged it. That's the thing is, I'm probably just gonna binge it. Yeah. I know I am. Because okay, they were like really good about the season of like setting things up, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta watch the next episode. I gotta see what happens." Yeah. So I was up late a few nights, and then I wasted a whole morning. But, um, yeah, I don't want to say anything. Well, good we'll, though. We'll, yeah. Well. <laughs> Okay, it's not. You bad. have a problem with everything. Shut <laughs> up. I'm trying. It's something I'm not good at. Um, it's good. It f- 
feels a little more. I mean, yes, it's made by uh, evangelical Protestants, but like mm-hmm. it has a little more of that bent to it. Okay, and it's, it's like probably because I just one. read something from Pope Benedict. I'm reading this book by him that talks exactly about what they're like, what a lot of the season has to deal with. Okay, and it's like he rails against exactly what they do in the show, and I'm just like, Ew, okay. Ew. So tell me after I watch yeah, it, yeah, yeah, because okay. I'm, I'm interested to see what like Pope Benedict was saying. And yeah, it's with the Sermon on the Mount. Um, okay. Because that's like the big like kind of theme of the season is kind of heading okay. towards that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sure we'll do an episode. Michael wants to do an episode on that okay. at some point. So we'll, I'll save my I have a problem with everything. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just it's just because my younger brother he's that's like been his catchphrase this summer. He's been like, "You have a problem with everything." So I don't actually say that. But do you ever wish that like you because you know like I feel like for movies and shows you have a very like specific like critical mind not not like critical like oh a bad way but like you pick up on things most people don't pick up on yes do you ever wish sometimes you could just like watch some stuff kind of like how i watch it and just be like no content like ignorance is bliss no no okay. i don't i yeah no i've actually i actually don't um and it's funny you say that because i i had a thought when i say i thought i had an hour-long like internal debate about this in my head mm-hmm. because that happened over the summer we were watching a quiet place and the this guy who never he had seen the, he had seen the first one the second one and two people who had never seen the first one um, were watching it for the first time and he was saying things about the movie that I just thought were like that is only because you've watched this with a very like surface level glance mm-hmm. and you're like missing all of the depth and like story and like because I appreciate storytelling and like narrative structure and like character development and all these things that go into like telling a good story. Um, I like thinking about that stuff. And a lot of people don't take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. So when you don't, you miss a lot of stuff and you make really weird generalizations and really weird conclusions that don't have any basis in story. Okay. And what the director is communicating. And they're often mm-hmm. like a lot of it has to do with the camera angles or the way the shot is composed. And like most people don't think about that stuff, right? No. It, it does take you out of the movie sometimes. You're like, oh, why'd he do that? Or oh, he's doing this with a camera. Um, but I, I'd prefer that so that I understand like what is he trying to communicate to me? Instead mm-hmm. of me just imposing my own stuff onto the film. Okay. So that's that's where I that's where I come from with a lot of the stuff. Okay, that's interesting. I feel like after we talked about a quiet place, I feel like I have been looking at movies more critically in that. Mm. The only thing that I would say I get like John like is I've always had an infatuation with opening shots in movies. Oh. That's interesting. Because my reason for it, and that's like the only thing, and I, I'm not, it's not like when I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm just like mindless. Like I kind of like working through things, what, is, what are they trying to show here? But that's the thing I get like super specific on for every movie I watch is cool. always like, or even a TV show, but mainly movies is like, because you can start with anything as an opening shot. Why well, do you decide? This is a good question. Because I was just watching a Black Widow movie. Now, this isn't going to spoil anything. Ooh, I saw Black Widow yeah. two weeks ago. The opening shot is like the sun hitting the leaves and the camera's panning. So it's like, why? It's just like, because you can open on so many different things. Yeah. Like, why do you open on that? Uh-huh. That's interesting. I've, I started to think about this more, like, because I've seen movies, I was just like, that shot was just like nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it isn't like some super symbolic thing. It might just be like, we're, we're bringing you into the mm-hmm. into the scene. And it also might just be like, they wanted to play with sound more as the opening thing for you to pay attention to versus like image. Yeah, um, but a lot of movies do. That's really cool. Do you have a favorite opening shot? Oh, that's a really good question. I okay. I'm gonna have to think about this. Okay. But as a placeholder, I don't know if this is a cop out. The original Star Wars, when the opening shot comes down, down. and you immediately see like the little the little itty bitty Republic ship, big Empire yeah. ship, <laughs> big Empire it, ship. Like 
it like communicates so much about the movie right away like, with just mm. that one shot yeah. you know like Republic is small they're running away Empire is big and look <laughs> they're bad they're big and bad that's great <laughs> I like that yeah but you know what let me think about it and I'll, I'll get back to you on it okay yeah I'm, I'm thinking of Christopher Nolan um, Christopher Nolan was one of the first thoughts that came to mind like he doesn't um, he doesn't always have a super symbolic opening shot mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Tenet it's just like I haven't seen it, it opens up with the um, the orchestra the opera house which is important to the plot, but it's not like a super symbolic thing. They're just like yeah. getting the music ready. Um, but what is important is the colors in the beginning of the opening title sequence um, and the, the sound. That's important. Okay. So I think that's interesting. Uh, however, on the other hand, like the prestige, when that movie opens, it's super important. Like he opens with, the, it's a panning shot of all the different top hats. Have you seen the prestige? I haven't seen prestige. Oh my gosh, Which what? Which one is that again? It's the magician one with Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Oh, Didn't know there was a folks, movie this is a this is a Hugh shocking Jackman revelation. No way. Okay, so we need to watch that. Okay, it's very good. So, anyways, I'm not. Gonna Actually, talk. my friend was really into that movie. And yeah, I'll just shut up now. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're here at David's house for the we first are. time. You can hear the cicadas. Probably. This is David's first time recording in person. Yeah, since last summer, I think when we recorded in person. Yeah, that doesn't count. But it was uh, Michael was over Zoom. Yeah, yeah, this is our first time. Like. It's so much better to record in person. It's, isn't it? It's so much better. It's infinitely better. Yeah. So it's, it's exciting. I'm using my janky old Chromebook. I know. Yeah, this is like the ideal situation. Um, yeah, we're sitting outside enjoying a beautiful beautiful evening. David's mom's inside cooking us a phenomenal dinner of something. Chicken. Chicken. All right. Got a little sneak peek when I went inside. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm excited. Um, it's like that chicken, not to get off topic, that like it tastes like so much like Chick-fil-A, but you can get it at Aldi. I kid you not. You're laughing now, John, but... I'm excited. I'm really excited. I think she can hear us talking about her, so... Um, well, good. So, this is uh, coming close to a record amount of banter, so we should probably move on to Yeah, we should probably move on. You can tell John and I haven't seen each other in a whole week. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's been two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. It's like a week and a half. A week and a half. A week and a half. But that yeah. was for like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's true. And that was quick. And I was about to say, I was sleepy. Yeah. I, I didn't like, know I didn't know you were coming over, and yeah. I was like, oh. Like, he gave me ice cream? I want to go to sleep. Yeah, I was watching Loki when you came in. Mm. Anyway, I'm not even going to get into it. Okay. So, John, what are we talking about today? It's your topic, man. <laughs> okay, so, um, some backstory. It was like two years ago, John was like, hey, David, have you ever had Psalm 73? I was like, this what happened? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, really? And I was like, what do you think the answer is? Or something like that. Um, I had not. You think? Um, but he recommended it to me. I read it, um, and it was, like, super late at night, and I just, like, just, well, you know, it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, nothing's getting in your brain. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to tackle this a different day. I made a note in my phone and then forgot about it until today. And I was going through notes in my phone. I saw Psalm 73. And I was like, hmm. Oh, that's right. So we decided actually to tackle it. So I have read it now. Um, 14 <laughs> minutes ago. 14 minutes ago, I read it. So you're getting getting authentic, raw yeah. reaction we'll do it from live. David. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but John had said that this was, what would you say, an important psalm to you? It's a very important psalm to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall the first time I encountered it, um, but I remember that when I did encounter it, I thought to myself... Oh, you know what? It was probably in Liturgy of the Hours, because we pray it every, uh, it's in the four-week cycle. So, I probably prayed it then, was like, whoa, that's, like, really profound, because I was in spiritual year, and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, all these people who are outside, like, enjoying their lives, and I'm stuck inside, not enjoying my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, for various reasons. Um, 
thing that's and I gave a talk to a bunch of uh, high school youth group kids at a parish. They were like, "What are you talking about?" So I prayed about it, and then it came up in my thirty day. Um, and when my spiritual director suggested it, I was like, "Oh yeah, dude." And then when I read it, it had like a totally different like I had never thought about it in the way that I, like it came to me in that um, in those days when I prayed with it. So yeah, I, I hold on to that experience much more than the first time that I read it. Okay, um, it's yeah, it's more like personal than like kind of cultural and like intellectual now. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like your second time around, yeah, more yeah. of a personal experience. That's kind of crazy. That I mean, your silent retreat was month ago two months, two months ago two months ago, two months ago. kind yeah. of crazy how that works yeah it's pretty wild <laughs> do you want to give a summary of it for those who are listening if you if you want to pause and read Go psalm read 73 <laughs> but get your bibles you'll probably kids. get more out of it if you did um if you do pause it's please true. come back and listen we'll give you two seconds on our time but you can pause and so it could be as long as you want yeah ready okay, go, go. All right, good job. <laughs> Fast readers. All right, so John, could you give us, for maybe those that are in the car or something, could you give them a little yes, summary? Yes, Okay, so um, I am using the New American Bible Revised Edition translation of the Bible. David is not using that translation. That's what I had next. Don't worry. It's okay. They're pretty close. I'm a heathen. Um, the psalm is titled The Trial of the Just. So basically what the psalm, psalmist is getting at here... Um, is well one the opening line right is how good God is to the upright to those who are pure of heart um, I think that's important to kind of set the tone and also like opening shots right this is important for setting up like the whole thing look at that tie in see it was totally worth it if Michael's at home complaining about how long our banter was it was worth it <laughs> yeah um, right so it, that's the opening line and then the the trial that the, the justice is going through is, is seeing all these people who are in the world and are living their life not according to the ways of God. They're not following um, his ways, his commandments, so they would not be considered upright people mm-hmm. in the eyes of the Jewish people. Um, but he's basically lamenting the fact that like, they look incredible. They look like their lives are doing so well, and yet they're not doing all the things that I do. And when I do those things, I'm told I'm supposed to like be um, you know, lifted up and blessed. Yeah. But my life doesn't really feel very blessed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of goes through this lament, and then um, midway through, he kind of goes like, oh, like, I entered the sanctuary of God, and then I came to understand what was going on here. I understand, like, they're, where they're headed and where I'm headed and where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the general gist of what the psalm is. So it's basically like a, uh, a pouring out of the heart of, like, what's been this guy's experience, what he's encountered in his life, and then relating that to God in a very honest, authentic way. And then bringing that to God in a very, like, tangible and, you know, I say incarnational, but a very physical way. He goes into the sanctuary to give it to God. Mm-hmm. Um, goes before him face to face. And then is able to come to understanding in the light of, of God's presence. Yeah. I'm just trying to tackle that mentally. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a really, it's a really important yeah, but Okay, but I think there's a couple things there. Like, one, I think that's really important, like, bringing it to God, like, in his presence. And what you kind of saying, like, was the opening shot. I feel like it's really interesting because he says, like, how good, this is a slight different translation from yours. How good, how good God is to the upright, the Lord, to those who are clean of heart. Mm-hmm. And then all, like, automatically switch to, but as for me, I lost my balance, my feet all but slipped. Yeah. 
And then it goes on, like, because I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. It's just really interesting, like, that quick shift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but I can relate to spiritually and physically losing my balance and my feet slipping. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, But he says it's because he was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Yeah. And that's like, that's really interesting. I think back to end of my freshman year Mm -hmm. of college. It was like probably... Super nice day out, as you know, beautiful Champagne Urbana. Um, but it actually was a beautiful day out. It was a Friday <laughs> afternoon, and I was like walking back, um, and I was like, oh, I was gonna go to five o'clock mass. Mm-hmm. I remember walking back, and there's like walking through like frat row, and there's all these people who are having like just look like such a fun time. Mm. And it uh, kind of hit me, it was interesting. I feel like that's why I, I could kind of relate to this, at least in this way. It kind of hit me, it was like, wow, like these people all look like they're having so much fun. Like, I'm going to. I'm going to daily mass. It's supposed to make me a better person. Why am I? Why don't I feel good? And these people look like they're all having so much fun. It was actually like the thought process yeah. I had walking back. It's kind of a bummer for a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, like I think that's... It almost felt reassuring to me when I read this 19 minutes ago. That, <laughs> um, yeah, that other people have had like that thought process as well. And that like not just alone in that. Yeah, I think it's... Um, Gosh, there's just so much here. I love this. I love scripture. I love the Lord. This is beautiful. But like, they see the prosperity of the wicked, right? And they suffer no pain. Their bodies are healthy and sleek. So I think, yeah, right, there is this like real um, connection to our own lives in this. That we, as young people who like have encountered social media or on social media, like just generally see what's going on in the world, it's easy to like try to justify ourselves by going like but they're not really happy you know like mm-hmm. they deep down they're like really miserable human beings you know um which okay maybe that's that's true but like for those persons who are living this way if they have set their values at a certain bar and they are fulfilling those values they are not upset they are mm-hmm. not miserable people they for themselves like this is what all i need in my life yeah, they're wrong, but like that's all they need. Like they have kind of like just so like I only need forty five percent of life to be happy, and I'm yeah. gonna just stay there. And that's a minimalist ethic, and it's garbage. Like I was reading something today, or listening to something. What, what was I doing? I don't know. But someone said something like, um, "Oh, it was a it was a movie review." That is a loud cicada. Um, hey, thank you. <laughs> Featuring the cicada. <laughs> you heard me, um, but. <laughs> There was a movie review, and they were like, uh, there's a line in the movie, apparently, where um, this character says to the other character, you know, why do you need to be great? Isn't good good enough? Why can't you just be good? Strive for goodness. And I was like, that's such a modern, like, thought. Is like, let's just all be nice. Let's just yeah. be good. Like, greatness, excellence, those are not things we need. And that's so stupid. As long as you're, as long as you're vaguely nice to the person next to you. Yeah. You had the last bag of quinoa at the grocery store. I'm such a good person. Yeah. Just like, get out of here. All right. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing to do, but it's just like, if that's what like your definition of like yeah. kindness is, then like, okay, that's not, it can't be rooted in just your own effort. And like, I thought I should do something nice today. You know, yeah. like Christian charity is based on God's love for us and it's supernatural. Okay. Um, yeah. But the idea of like seeing other people whose bodies are healthy and like sleek and they're, pro- they're prospering. I don't know, man. I like, I think about myself a lot, especially recently, like, you see other people with things that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael talked a little bit about this um, one of the podcasts we did. But, like, it's just really tough to see um, 
especially when you have your own like way of like doing things, mm-hmm. you see other people doing it a different way. That's like ah, that's not like optimal or that's not the best way of doing it according to my own sentiments. That you kind of think like, Lord, what the heck? I'm doing everything right. It's kind of yeah. like the the older brother in the prodigal son is like, I'm here all the time doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Why don't I get like the fatted calf? You know, yeah. I don't get like a goat. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like anger and resentment comes out, which what we see here, he gets angry. Yeah, you know, so it's like it's it's a very raw, like raw and emotional thing, raw, raw. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was saying raw a lot, but raw, because it doesn't actually say raw in the passage. Does mm-hmm. it? No, I thought it did, but yeah, no, it's authentic. Um, you almost get like an angry FOMO, like fear of missing out. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. And, you know, that's a really good comparison to the prodigal son, because I feel like a lot of times when you read the prodigal son, you're like, yeah, but, like, why wouldn't the brother just be like, he's, that's so petty, like, you should be happy. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> and then we're kind of like, yeah, same thing. Like, why don't I get the fatty calf? Like, I deserve it. I'm doing everything right. And I think it's because we're, like, I feel like it's a warped perception of being, like, if really... It's almost like at the heart of that perspective is same thing like money and those like external things are what counts. So if I'm doing everything right, like God should be giving me these things. Health and wealth, baby. Yep. As as you were saying, health and wealth, like that. But if you look at that whole thing, it's like I'm doing everything right. Why, why am I not getting those things? Like, well, you're still holding same thing. You're still holding health and wealth Mm -hmm. at the top, basically. Yeah. Like that's still not that like, not that like being healthy or even in certain sense being wealthy is, is a bad thing, but like. That's still you. Then you look at how you're ordering your priorities, like, mm. and that mindset. That's still the top. And I know, like, I think of that all the time, being like, "Oh man, like, yeah, that's still where my priorities are at." Yeah, and I, I use the word order. Like, there's a disorder here, and even in the psalm itself, like, just the way that it's written and laid out, I think that that's important to look at. That um, he starts off right with our opening shot there, of, like, how good is how good God is to the upright. It doesn't change. God is good to the upright. Mm-hmm. But what does goodness look like? That's, the, that's kind of the question that should be like churning in our minds is what does goodness look like? Does it look like the thing that I have in mind that I'm envious of seeing as prosperity mm-hmm. in this life? Um, and then to those who are pure of heart, right? So this is the ordering. Like my life is ordered in such a way where God is first and his will and his commandments are first. And I live by those making me like the upright person. But if they're not first, then the purity is lost. The order is lost. And there's a, a chaos that ensues. And what happens right after he says this line is, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps nearly slipped. Like, when you think of someone almost stumbling, what does that look like in your mind? Like head going first, arms going like, whoa. So not exactly stable. No. Yeah, right. Like there's, there's. Like me in January walking out to the car. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah right. Um, so I think that's important to note that like he hasn't exactly fallen yet. He hasn't like given up everything, which he does say he wants to do. He's thought about it. Um, but he is kind of teetering. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's, like you said, like there's a, he's holding on to something that is kind of pulling him off balance from holding on to the Lord. It's kind of like that, I don't know which way I'm going to go. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's where I think it's so important that line that says, I entered the sanctuary and saw their end. Like, that going back to God is where, like, the order is able to come back. That in the presence of the Lord and in the light of Christ and God the Father, he's able to, and the Holy Spirit. But, like, he's able to see, like, oh my gosh, this is where, God is, this is his goodness to me, and this is what a pure heart gets me, is this closeness, and like, yeah, I mean, yeah, closeness to the Lord, really. Mm-hmm. And like that, even though we can't see it, or even we don't think about it, like, that obviously is more valuable than 
I feel like in this, he's like he's almost like awestruck of being like, yeah, like that. He kind of almost starts with like, yeah, that is more valuable than anything else. Yes, and that is the yes. greatest gift that we could be given. Yeah, but that like that is predicated on my life not being about like mm-hmm. physical um, realities. Yeah, like primarily, like those are important and they're good, uh, and they're directed towards the service, praise, and reverence of God, but they're not like the ends. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, this is beautiful. I love this because I was praying about this this morning. Um, just like this desire to seek the face of the Lord and like go in there. That's Psalm 27, in case anyone's wondering. Um, worth worth a shot. But in, in, in thinking about that, it was like I was walking on this path with Jesus through this beautiful, you know, forest. You could picture a beautiful, you know, lakeside like you were just at in Michigan. It's true. Family, like all these... You're just looking at like, wow, look at the look at the beauty, right? Um, and if we look at what the psalmist is telling us, that my eyes need to be on the Lord to see, like, his goodness um, and to see what he's, like, showing me of what my life is about, where it's headed, um, what is truly good and worthwhile in this, in this life that he's given us, then um, when you start looking at all the beautiful creations, kind of like Augustine, like, my eyes, my heart were taken up by your creation and not by you. I kind of miss the creator for the Mm -hmm. creation. And I was noticing as I did that, like, oh, I've stopped, like, kind of walking in the footprints of Jesus who's in front of me. Um, And I start to stray off the path a little bit. And so, and his footsteps are, like, it was really beautiful. Like, his footsteps are wide. Mm -hmm. Like, in mine, like, as a child, like, they're just these small little things that can fit inside. And there's a lot of room there. So it's, like, you don't need to be, like, this very, like, oh, it's so rigid. I can only do this. No, there's some freedom there for, like, different foot sizes, different personalities to like be incorporated into this person of Christ and mm-hmm. walk it. Um, but as I looked around, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm stumbling away. I'm falling. And then like, as I actually stumbled, <laughs> he was like rushing. He like rushed to me. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to know is like when we do fall, that the Lord actually desires to rush to us because he is a savior. Like he wants to save. Yeah. Um, and it's that like, drawing us back to himself and like wanting us to then like lean on him all the more in that moment of failure, not saying like, okay, when you get your like self back up, you've mm-hmm. dusted yourself off, then you can come to me and embrace me and like, I'll, you know, comfort you. It's like, no, 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 like right away, lean into him. You know, like that's where he comes. He comes into that moment of falling that, that, that stumbling block. Yeah. And when you say like, what did you mean when you said like you have, you have your eye on like the creation more than the creator? Like, what did you mean by that? <clears throat> I mean, probably looks different for everyone, but like for me, it could be um, like, oh, I'm, I'm in like the psalmist. Right? I'm, I'm thinking more about these creatures around me, like mm-hmm. the beautiful tree. Like, oh, why am I not as tall as this tree? Why do I not mm-hmm. like, you know, stand as firm as that tree? Like, basically, like you start comparing yourself to these other things, desiring their gifts for yourself, um, kind of making your own uh, measurement the standard for like being good or being, mm-hmm. you know, prosperous yeah, uh, or worthwhile. So I think, yeah, it's like, it'd be like, Oh, I'm thinking more about like women or, you know, um, this person I'm angry at or like, what are the good things in creation <laughs> other than my pride and beautiful people? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like being able to have the freedom to do things I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think I get to see friends who are like, Oh, we've been out with this person this day. I'm home with this person this day. I'm like, oh, I was you know stuck working in a mm-hmm. 95 degree convent, so it was great. Fun. Yeah, right. You got, so you got you just, cereal though, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. A lot of cereal. But yeah, those are the things you start to like, kind of get distracted by. Mm-hmm. You know. 
Yeah. I kind of like... 100% agree with all that, and especially the imagery there, too. It's kind of like the gospel that was today of Jesus walking on the water, right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you're no, saying, like, yeah. that Peter, when he started to sink, like, he didn't need to get to Ooh. Jesus to be saved. Jesus came to him. Yeah. Um, but something that kind of stands out to me in this is a little bit what we were talking about before we started recording was, I think it was the gospel a few days ago, but, like, basically, like, how short our memories are. Yeah, we all remember, remember what I was saying is yeah, like uh-huh. the the gospel passage was the day after like the low, like the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. Yeah. Those same people who wanted to like crown Jesus as king mm-hmm. found him again and were like, "Why don't we get manna coming down from the sky?" Yeah, like like we did. And it was like, and I didn't even think about that until I was reading a reflection that like really emphasized being like, these are the same people that like, Christ just performed a miracle for. Yeah, and they're asking instead of like. Being like, wow, this is incredible. This is a gift. I want to follow him and listen. And they're like, why don't why aren't we getting this manna? Like, and also I don't know about you, but like, I feel like multiplications of loaves and fishes might be splitting hair is better than like manna falling from the sky. I feel like the miracle he did. I feel like if I had to choose between like loaves and fishes versus manna falling from the sky, like I would choose the loaves and fishes. <laughs> you don't want stale bread. <laughs> yeah, but they still ask about it though. They still yeah. ask about the like the outside like, the less preferred options. I feel like that's something that we do so often is how short our memories are and it could even be like you know as they say in the psalm you bring this to the Lord and you realize I was like man like yeah like this is this is such a great gift and like yeah. he is not he's not left like the covered bear like mm. he's given me so much but then like we leave in the next day and it's like oh I saw this like really, my friend got this really cool car and like why don't I have it and so it's like it's so it's yeah. so easy to like not really have like not to see, not not to like see things full picture. Yeah. Kind of step back and be like, all right, let's look beyond the last forty-eight hours, and actually examine what has Christ done. Same thing with those with them in that gospel passage. Instead of being like, let's step back and see like, what has it been like being with Christ the last twenty-four hours? No, they're like, do like, such short memory kind of in that sense. Yeah. Like, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, and it's it's, it's such an important thing to like hold on to and like constantly return to. Even as I say that, it's like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. But, like, the entire, you know, Judeo-Christian tradition is rooted in that exact fact and reality um, and practice of remembering and remembrance. Um, Like, most of the Old Testament and, like, the Pentateuch and the Psalms are just like, hey, remember that time God did this thing for us? Like, that's literally all they talk about. It's just like, I mean, uh, I think of... um, Abednego and Meshach and mm-hmm. whatever the other dude's name is, um, Meshach in the in the flames with Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, they go in there and they have this long prayer that they pray, and most of the prayer is just them recounting what happened throughout mm-hmm. like their their history of the Jewish people, and then like asking forgiveness from the Lord and all these beautiful things. But what do we do at Mass every every Sunday every day? Like we we recall the goodness of the Lord, is saying like, hey, like you died for us, you died for our sins, and we're here to remember that. And in a very special way, through the grace of God, we are able to represent that in real, like, in reality. Like, that moment is now present. Yeah. So, like, our, for ourselves, it's like, we're called, like, that's the 30 day they tell us all at the end, like, go back to this so that you will remember and those graces, because they're of God and from his, like, it's God's life poured out, that that is participating in eternity so they don't go away. Basically, mm-hmm. when you re- represent it, that grace that is always active is now, like, active again. Yeah. You know? So it's just, like, constantly going back to these things um, to remember the good works of God. And, like, the whole spirit of gratitude is the one that we're called to as 
as Christians is about the Eucharist is Thanksgiving. So yeah. like our whole life is about Thanksgiving. So if we're not remembering things, you can't be thankful for them. That's a good point. Yeah. You know? I, no, exactly. And that's, that's a really good point. I think like what you said too, reminds me of something that Father Chase said one time. He's like, basically like you relate to like being an athlete, right? Like mm. muscle memory. Oh, that he was like, he was like a lot of times as an athlete, if you're in a slump, he was like a lot of times what, He'll tell you to do is like think back to a time when you were like in the zone or something like that. Hmm. The comparison he was giving was not necessarily like make sure you're kneeling just exactly, but he was saying is like think point. back. He's like no, but think back to a time where you felt especially like loved by the Lord or graces oh. or things like that. Kind of reducing like almost like reintroducing wow. that and like sitting with it. Um, yeah. If prayer is dry and doesn't mean like oh I want you to be 100 stuck in the past, but like yeah remember yeah. that like don't don't have such a short memory. It's kind of like what we see. In, the ga- in that gospel passage we were talking about, or I feel like we can tend to do, like in the psalm, being like, oh, just have such a short memory, because I do it all the time. Yeah. Being like, like, Lord, like, you're the only one I want, you're the only one I need. Yeah. Then leaving. And then, and then leaving, and then like 10 minutes later being like, why don't I have this? Yep. I'd be so much happier if I had this. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I love that. That's really beautiful. Like, it's so easy. I fall into temptation all the time. It's like the the physical kind of like practical nitty gritty things of like, okay, how was I sitting? Which leg did I have crossed over? Mm-hmm. Like, which chair was I in? You know, like that's what really matters here. Yeah. And it's like, no, it, it doesn't. It's the, I love that. Yeah, like the recall time when you were loved by the Lord. Not so that you could live in the past, right? Mm-hmm. But so that you can put yourself into the space where that's happened and like dispose yourself to that happening again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, this is where I encountered him again. Like, God is, like, pretty consistent, I would say. So, like, he tends Hot to, like, dick. he tends to know how to communicate those in a way that works. Mm-hmm. So we go back to that in such a way, in such, like, a, an attitude and posture, interiorly, not exteriorly, like, that helps. But also, like, I mean, our bodies do play a part in it. Like, you do need to have a good posture, and, like, there's certain postures that work for people that don't work for other people. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of guys, like, love to kneel when they're praying. Like, I don't. I really don't. I don't either. I like to sit exactly as I'm sitting now, yep, and it works. Here. It works great for me. Um, but truly, and the the psalmist says this right again. I go back to this middle line, like that. I enter the sanctuary of the Lord. He returns to the place where grace has been given before, mm-hmm. where the Lord has communicated His love to him in the past, and that's where he goes to like receive again. There's yeah. no like, oh, where where do I go? I don't know. It's like, <sighs> hey, bro, I've like <laughs> I, the Lord has created this, like by His own generosity, He's given them this place. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like come to it. Yeah. come to me like I'm not hiding like in the way he is but like not really mm-hmm. like he wants to be sought out in the ways um, that he wants to like give back to us and like that's our activity is like searching for those ways it's like kind of like come to know the Lord you know exactly you come yeah. to know someone like when when he, he has that it's like when he has that anger that frustration it's like what is he doing with it mm. where is he taking it is he and exactly you say he takes it to the sanctuary he takes it to the Lord yeah so he can remember so he can relate to the Lord and I feel like I saw this like last month. I forgot where I saw it, but it was basically saying it was like when you are having problems, like I said, whether it's insecurity, you're angry, it's like where are you taking that? Mm-hmm. And not just mm. like throw just like one bad because you can take it to a lot of places. Are you taking it to social media? Are you taking it to having a good time with your friends? Something like that. Like, or are you taking it to the Lord? And I was like, it really interesting. It's like, oh, recall on times I felt like that, and it's like, yeah, where am I taking? It? And a lot of times it's like. You're taking it to places you want a quick validation. Like, as, as like, you see it versus, yeah. like, taking it to the Lord. And I was like, it was one of those things that I, like, 
read it and felt it kind of exposed, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. Like, are you returning to the Lord? Do you have faith yeah. and trust in Him? And that it might not be exactly, like, oh, I walked in, boom, you're feeling better already. Yeah, right. like, congratulations. <laughs> it does not work like that. But are you bringing it to Him? Are you sitting with Him? Are you telling Him about it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great line from um, one of the very close priests. Uh, mentor of mine like pray and then wait for the Lord to act like his image was one of like the scales like you show up you put your stuff on the scale and mm-hmm. then you wait for the Lord to to press the scale like move it in his direction yeah. you know and like that waiting part is like ah, it's yeah. the worst you know you're just kind of like what, are you going to do it yet like I'm waiting for them that's why we go to those quick validation places because that gap is so hard to deal with mm-hmm. um, but I like that like that's a good a good example of um, yeah how we deal with things and like there's speaking of raw like, <laughs> I mean it cuts deep because like, I mean I know I've been struggling with this recently I've just like I maybe I've been struggling to pray because I'm tired you're falling asleep whatever kind of like ugh you know I don't feel like really close to God mm-hmm. um it's so easy to go like, oh, just watch YouTube videos. Yeah. And like, that's my quick fix of feeling like oh, same distracting myself, not thinking about things. And it's a pretty dope motorcycle. <sighs> yeah. Big time motorcycle. Big time. Yeah. So like, um, that happens, but like, yeah, going back to prayer, showing up there is, is obviously like the most important thing, but then making sure like those secondary things, those like very human things are also in place. Because mm-hmm. um, we're both body and soul, so making sure that we know, like, you gotta pray, but you also gotta like relate this to persons mm-hmm. in your life, like the friends or the trusted confidants, sibling, cousin, you know, whatever. Um, Prayer is relational. Exactly. It's like and like being human. God like wants us to relate with person mm-hmm. and like communicate these things in community, so that we can like bring what we've learned there and see where He's present in that dynamic, right? Where two or three are gathered in my name, like mm-hmm. I'm there. So take what we've seen of him and his presence and his love there and then relate it back to him and be like, oh Lord, you were really present there. Wow. Yeah. Because that just seems that, that starts the gratitude train, you know? Um, I mean, one thing I just want to like point out to, even though we're, that's well, yeah, fine. We've been going short the last few weeks. Um, is that in, towards the end, right, when he gets there, I like that you said it too, like we go there and like we're, we're hurt, there's something wrong, but he says like, since my heart was embittered, my soul was deeply wounded. Um, I love that because it's a very good recognition of the fact that, like, yep, I'm actually hurting. This is not good. What um, line was that, sir? That is uh, part four. Okay. Verse 21. Um, blah, 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 blah. Things happen. Okay. Th- oh, I had a different translation in one that I read. Okay. So it says, though my flesh and my heart fail. This is verse 26. What does it say for yours? Not that. <laughs> oh, boy. What does it say? Um, it started over at... Wait, no, I'm on the wait, I'm in the wrong song. I was on the wrong song. Verse 26, though my flesh and my heart fail, God is the rock of my heart. Okay, so the same portion. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so the translation I had when I read this on my retreat was when my when my flesh and my heart fail, God is my rock in my of my heart. And I was struck by that cuz it's like when is very different from if, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we always said like, you know, not if, but when this happens. Yeah. It's going to happen. So the fact that this guy has experienced this um, woundedness, he's feeling, you know, stupid and deeply wounded. He's recognizing, like, okay, my flesh and my heart will fail. So like mm-hmm. that human part of me that sees other people thriving and, you know, kind of takes those things in, internalizes them and listens to the enemy and all this yada yada stuff, like, that will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
you know, going back to everything about stumbling, like, we will stumble. Yeah. Like, we absolutely will. We cannot pretend that, like, the magic pill will fix us mm-hmm. on this pilgrimage to heaven that we will never have to do this again. Yeah. Oh, I'll just have a great relationship with God until I get to heaven, then I'll have just much the same stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, in heaven. And come, yeah, come out. Um, David's sister is coming out. Um, and, but, like, what the what the image was, oh, she's not. <laughs> Surprise. But, like, what the, uh, the thing is there's like that like I have this image of it says God's rock of my heart this rock like mm-hmm. inside the flesh of your heart and your heart starts to like reach out for things you know it's kind mm-hmm. of grasping we always talk about yeah you start to grasp you start to stretch and then like inevitably like a rubber band it stretches too far and it snaps back yeah so when that snapping back happens if Ouch. God is not the rock like mm-hmm. there's no purity there we start to like think like oh I'm gonna fall on like this other thing this idol that I've placed there maybe this wooden you know beam yep. or peg and those things start to like break and there's destruction and there's much more pain because these splinters start getting in there. That's awful. Yeah. Right? Um, Building on a weak base. Right. So, um, there's another gospel thing, right? Of like yeah. the sand. But, building on the sand or the, yeah. Um, but building on this rock of Christ and God that like when we fall back, because we will, and leaning into him all the more, like it's jarring for sure. Mm-hmm. Like God will be like, boom, I'm here. Yeah. It, really, like, it will hit you um, at times. But that's a beautiful thing because it's so solid and it's like, oh, it gives me the, the confidence and the ability in humility that rent, <laughs> to to actually fail and mm-hmm. to say like, oh, yeah, I, I am weak and I'm not okay. Yeah. And I can fall back on him and let him do his job of saving me. And when yeah. we do that, we fall back on him and allow him to like really like be that, he will expand us. Like he will grow us. Mm-hmm. Not us like reaching out and growing ourselves. Exactly. Like, he yeah. will do it for us. Yeah, like in a, yeah, exactly. And that's I think like two quick things with that. Yeah, like, yeah. One, the um something I kinda have been thinking honestly just like thinking to myself, which is very almost comforting of like when something like that happens. For example, like teaching. Like Today I met with like someone from my school is going over stuff for the years, like very overwhelming. Or like prayer has been struggling or like mm. different things like that. Part of me, I don't know if this is, I don't even know where I stand at, but it's kind of like though, what did you expect? Did you expect you were just going to like hit the teaching career and just like everything was going to be perfect? Or did you like, like, but like, yeah. what did you expect? Did you yeah. think you were just going to have like the best prayer ever for all time? <laughs> like, exactly. But it's just, it's almost kind of, when I ask myself that, it's almost kind of grounded. It kind of grounds me in reality. I was like, all right. Now I'm kind of accepted the reality to lean yeah. back on the Lord wow. and like, where do we go from here? Yeah. Instead of like almost despairing, like, oh no, why is this happening to me? But being like, yeah, did you expect that it was just, everything was going to go perfectly from here on out? Because <laughs> like, the, if you did, like, that's... And the shocking answer is, he's like, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, no, exactly. Where I'm kind of like, uh, I kind of did that. Yeah. Like, it's just I wrote, not going according yeah. to plan. I wrote that in my journal that I was like, oh boy, I like actually thought like I was going to never have to do this again. Because it's out of, it's, I think it's coming from a good desire. Yeah. I really do. I think it is because we often think that, you know, Lord, I just want, I want to love you and cling to you mm-hmm. out of this just pure love. Yeah. And if I do that, I'm never going to want anything else. Exactly. Because like, yeah. I know you're it. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, well, that's really hard to do. And that only happens in heaven when we've like been purified and let go of everything and like yeah. been given that it's not, I don't earn that. Yeah. I do not. Or like, I can't stress that enough. I don't earn it. There's a heresy. It's called Pelagianism. Look it up. But like, we don't earn it. So I have to be given it and it's only going to happen in the next life. Yeah. Like the saints, no matter how much we've glossed over them in the past as a church or trying to make them out to be like this perfect image, they struggled, mm-hmm. but their struggle is what led them to you know, no I mean, it's just like their struggle is the way of the cross, mm-hmm. and they get there, they die, and they're brought up to heaven. 
the Lord has carried them on the cross with him up to heaven. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I just finished, as, as I've been reading my book for four years about St. John Paul II, um, but, like, the majority of the book is talking about, like, all these great stories of him, his five great loves, but yeah. the last one was, like, saying, like, he loved the cross, he loved suffering. Yeah. And it talks about all, like, different, like, basically different ways, like, why, like, suffering is the way of the cross. He's saying, like, and it, it talked a little bit about, like, past saints that it wasn't just, like, oh, I'm a saint, I'm going to kind of, like, glide through to heaven. Um, but, and it was also talking about the amount of suffering that John Paul II did. And I kind of, reading it, I was almost kind of felt kind of icky, being like, oh, it all seemed, like, it all seemed almost like when he became Pope, like, oh, it seemed so clear and perfect. And it seemed like he was just gliding. Like, oh, he was killing it as Pope. He was doing great. Like, living his best life. Yeah. But then he realized, like, oh, man, like, he, there was a lot of suffering going on for him as well. Yeah. And I was thinking, was like, oh, man, if I had that, like, like, I was like, oh, man, like, I wouldn't be able to do any of the things he did. But that was something that's like, that was the way of the cross. He knew right. that was the way. And it was just, like, really, yeah. and I could get, I get in my soapbox now that I finished the book. And I won't, but really quickly, but him being, like, that when he would meet with the sick, you know, or, or those, you know, who'd been suffering, and they would be, like, and they would ask him, like, can you pray for me? He's like, absolutely. He's like, but your prayers, like, can you pray for me? Like, your prayers are just like so purified because of that suffering mm. and which I thought was really interesting like it's it, it, it's essential and I didn't really like reading that I was like oh I don't like reading that <laughs> this is the way of the cross it yeah, doesn't right. seem fun <laughs> that doesn't I don't like I don't want that I'm reading this in a boat in Michigan with my yeah. sipping iced tea <laughs> I don't know if, not if I like what comes next <laughs> yeah wow yeah that's beautiful well good that was a good um whatever you call it uh, exegesis. No, I don't call it exegesis. That was a good look at Psalm 73. So yeah. Highly recommended. Just yeah, I know. Everybody. I mean, I, I've read it for about an hour now. It's quality song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is one of the psalms I think we're like, because um, I've been doing this with Psalm 27. Like, it's the only thing I've prayed with for the last like four days. Like, yeah. You know, repetition. Like, if you haven't done repetition in prayer, this is a great place to start because there's just mm-hmm. so much in here that like you can drink so deeply from this well that like, maybe not, I don't know, some people don't want to, this won't connect with them, but like, Give it a try, at least, mm-hmm. I think. If, like, you know, don't be afraid to, like, just sit with something over and over and over again for a while until, like, you've felt like the Lord has given you everything he wants to give you, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, don't just move on and say, oh, okay, I got one thing out of this. That's nice. And, you know, move on. Exactly. Neat. Bag yeah. of tricks. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's, that's a good encouragement. Sweet. All right. Well, um, Michael's not here to close us out with his usual things, so. Um, I would try to impersonate Michael, but. Yeah, I don't know how to impersonate him. Uh, have a great night. Thanks for listening. Bye, bye everyone. See you. Bye.